To find the right girlfriend, life partner or wife, you have to do the things you already know you should be doing. Obviously, we could talk for hours on end about the fact that there are certain unconscious incompetencies that reside within you at this point in time, that there's blind spots you have, things you don't know that you don't even know, which is true for all of us. If I were to try to run your business, if I were to try to do your job, there'd be plenty of things that I wouldn't know that I wouldn't know, which would cause trouble for sure. But there's also a lot of things that you already know you should be doing that you're not doing. I just got off the call with a client an hour or two ago. And we were talking about the fact that there were a couple of things he, weren't putting into he wasn't putting into practice as much. Wasn't watching some of the tutorials. Didn't ask as many questions in the call. Didn't send the right messages on Instagram. Why weren't you doing that? Well, and some of that is purely accountability. So we've developed an accountability plan and obviously that's gonna improve. He's already gotten good results, but they're obviously gonna skyrocket real soon. So some of that is purely an accountability thing. You need to develop, and I'm gonna talk about a couple of examples here, certain accountability mechanisms to do the things you already know you should be doing. And the other side of that is blind spot, sorry, rather mindset problems. And I'm going to touch on them after I've talked about the social accountability component. So what are accountability mechanisms? So what should you be doing that you know you should be doing that or you're not doing? Well, for example, you should take online dating serious. You should get out there. You should socialize. You should build a fantastic Instagram. These are all things you know you should be doing, but you're not doing. And Part of that is because you haven't made the commitment. You haven't committed yourself to taking that process serious. So if we talk about the in-person components, so for example, one thing you could be doing is you could give a thousand bucks, a thousand dollars to a friend of yours. And you say, okay, every time I do an approach, give me back a hundred dollars. And thereby you'll ensure that you will do 100, uh, sorry, 10 approaches over a given period of time. It works quite well. And if a thousand dollars doesn't bother you too much, well, then up the ante a little bit and say, okay, 10 grand. If it's a little bit much for you, maybe decrease it a little bit. You can adjust the amounts accordingly, but that's one way. Another thing you can do is you can do a public declaration. And how public you want that to be is obviously up to you. You can talk to your best male friends. You can talk to your business partners about it. You can talk to family members about it. And you can simply make the commitment because obviously, most likely you're a man who already has a good career or a good business. And in order to get to the point where you are today, your word must have meaning. You must have a degree of integrity already. There's a large degree of integrity, conformity between your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to achieve the success you currently have in at least one area of your life, which is what most of the people who consume my content have and do. So simply by declaring and saying that you're going to do something, you now have to do it because otherwise, you know, you'll be a bitch and you'll be unreliable. You know that all of your relationships will crumble eventually if you don't do the things you said you were going to do. And is life going to happen at some point? Of course. Are there certain occasions where we might not follow through on something? Have we all made mistakes? Of course. But by and large, you are somebody. If you say something, you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And the social accountability thing is huge. Part of the reason people get a coach, other than the technical expertise and coaching methods, 
other than that, it's also a social accountability thing. Because if you give your word to somebody that you're going to do something, it's brilliant. I have a fitness coach, for example, and that I only started working with recently. Why? Am I really learning that many new things? I've been going to the gym for quite some time, but what is it? Well, a big part of it is if I have somebody next to me, I know that I'm going to work out for an hour as opposed to just 40 minutes. And these extra 20 minutes, they do make a big difference. And those gains, quite literally, they compound. So simply by having somebody there, by having that accountability and not wanting to let that person down, I'm going to do the things that are going to give me the greatest results possible. So develop accountability mechanisms. Apply for a free initial consultation call if you want to. Establish different accountability mechanisms. Have friends, family members, business partners involved in the process. Don't just try to do this by yourself. And some people might think, oh, well, what are people going to think of me if they realize that I'm committing myself to this dating and relationship thing? What are they going to think of me? Well, let me tell you something. You don't even have the choice to not get judged in life. The only choice you have is who you want to get judged by. You can either get judged by losers for taking constructive action and putting yourself out there and doing maybe something that's slightly unusual, or you can get judged by winners for not doing that. Let me tell you something. No true winner will judge you for taking action and putting yourself out there. Because if somebody is winning and that person is happy, they will not judge you. Conor McGregor said this so famously. I make a lot of waves. That's not the exact quote, but basically he said, I make a lot of waves. And since I'm so provocative in my behavior, people either draw inspiration from it or they get very angry and they re react quite hateful towards it. And you can say about Conor McGregor what you want. I think he's amazing. And what he's accomplished is absolutely impressive. It's very easy to judge from the outside, quite literally judge the gladiator, in his case, who is in the arena, who's fighting. It's very easy to do that when you're on the outside. But it's very, very difficult to do that yourself, to actually put yourself out there in that position. So it's very difficult for you as an individual to, yeah? Can you stop your drama here? It's still What's your issue? for us. Uh, no, I'm not going to stop. It's still loudly for us. We, we, we sit here and we, okay. we, we enjoy the countryside, okay. the nature. And... I'm sorry, but I'm not going to stop. No. Okay. You, you cannot stop? No, I'm not going to stop. That's what I'm saying. I'm not stopping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's very easy to judge somebody from the outside if that person is competing. Same thing in football. Especially in Germany, there is a huge culture of people making fun of or criticizing football players. A guy with a big beer belly and a beer in his hands all of a sudden knows how to be a better player than Messi himself. Oh, you should have just made that pass. You should have done this. You should have done that. That's very easy, but it's very difficult to actually put yourself out there to confront your own fears. Now, if you have the right process, the right strategies, it's not actually that difficult, but it definitely requires more courage to put yourself out there. People say, oh, I'm just being realistic. I'm not, I don't want to aim for an amazing relationship. I'm okay with just something. Well, let me tell you something. It doesn't require courage to judge and to be pessimistic. That's just called being gutless. Having the courage to put yourself out there and actually setting high goals, that demands real strength. And I think you're already the type of man who's made similar commitments in other areas of his life. 
haven't you? So what I would like to invite you to do is, first of all, establish these accountability mechanisms. And there's a variety of them. You can literally Google what are accountability mechanisms. You can ask ChatGPT for accountability mechanisms. The other reason why you're not doing the things you know you already should be doing is because you have limiting beliefs, the story about yourself. The things that you believe about yourself, about women, what's okay to do, what's not okay to do, what's okay to think, what's not okay to think, and what's going to shape you long term. What Tony says is the things you believe about yourself, your beliefs, your blueprints. And some of them you hold consciously. Some of them, or a lot of them, you don't even question. You don't even question the things you truly believe. I believe, was it Alex or Mosey or somebody who said that we question everything except for the things we truly believe and they we just accept. And what I'd like you to ask, what I'd like to ask you is, what are some, so I'm just standing in a bit of an awkward position here, what are things that you believe about yourself, that you believe about women, about the world, that might not necessarily be empowering to you? What are things that you're just taking for granted? Oh, women only want men like this. I am to this. What are the reasons, if I were to ask you right now, why aren't you in an amazing relationship? Why haven't you done the approach? Why haven't you put yourself out there on online dating apps? So why haven't you built a fantastic Instagram? And you only need to do this for a couple of months. You don't need to do this forever, just for a certain period of time. And then you're finished with this whole thing. Why haven't you done it? So if I accuse you like that, if I go into accusatory mode, what are some of the excuses that may come to mind? Oh, I don't have enough time. Nonsense. Uh, you have 112 waking hours available to yourself every single week. Yeah, but it works so much. Well, socializing is actually going to help you with your productivity because if you do an approach and you exchange an Instagram, hey, buddy, <laughs> and there's a little duck, and you exchange a number, that's going to give you a winner effect. Remember what Andrew Huberman says, wins preceded by effort boost testosterone. If you have a great interaction that boosts testosterone. Now, is it the actual objective success or the meaning you give the situation? The meaning you give a situation, whether a rejection is something bad or part of the process and you're actually going to reward yourself for it and in turn it's going to boost your dopamine and your testosterone because you say, well, I did something that 99.9% of men will never do. Well, that entirely depends on the interpretation that you give it, the meaning you bestow upon to the situation. So these unconsciously held beliefs, that, which is something that we solve in detail in my coaching program, one of the biggest reasons my clients come to me is so that we can uncover these unconsciously held limiting beliefs and we can solve them. We can release the mental handbrake. For another night, we were driving from Berlin to Munich. We rented an Audi A8 or something quite fast. And we were driving quite fast. And on the German motorway, on around 40% of it-ish, you can go as fast as you want obviously taking care of traffic and being safe. And imagine you're driving on the German motorway and you want to go 250 kilometers an hour, but the Audi or the Mercedes, Mercedes, as we say, is only going 100 kilometers an hour. And then you realize, you're wondering why everything seems a little bit, everything seems fine, but you can see a little bit of steam coming from the engine, but then eventually you realize the handbrake is pulled. Now in the new cars, they don't even have those handbrakes anymore. They only have these little, uh, this is not me fingering somebody, by the way. This is just a little... <laughs> This is just a little, uh, you know, the little handbrake these days. When the handbrake is pulled, obviously, you're not going to be able to bring all your horsepower onto the road. So that's one way. But you can also do a lot by simply analyzing yourself. Some people are better at being introspective than others. But right down today, what are things that I believe 
that I may have not even been aware of that I believe that is limiting me. Because if you don't have the result you currently want, you have limiting beliefs. And what I would encourage you to do is to choose what you want. Do you want the result or do you want to cling on to those limiting beliefs? Because yes, your emotional state is super important. And we talked about some of those habits in the last video. Remember the video in the forest? If you haven't seen it, watch it. 44 minutes of pure epicness. Epicness, we talk about how you can change your mental and emotional state and it's super important. But the direction your life is going to take in the long term largely depends on how you define yourself, what you believe is possible for you. And one more important thought on this idea of beliefs is this idea that, well, is it okay to believe something based on poor evidence? Well, that's an interesting question. And I would argue that politicians, and you can criticize, it's very easy to criticize politicians as well. I believe there's actually a lot of them who go into the profession with very good intentions. Are there some really terrible ones that screw people over? For sure. But I genuinely believe that most people have genuinely good intentions. So the challenge they have, let me just make sure that we're properly in focus here. I'm gonna bring that up a little bit. Amazing, great. So the challenge they have is they have to establish policies that affect society at large. And Sam Harris makes a good argument in one of his books that believing in things based on bad evidence is always bad. Then there's other people who argue that, for example, in a religious context, it can absolutely be useful to believe in a higher power for an individual. In the context of AA, for example, Alcoholics Anonymous, it's been proven that it's very helpful for a lot of people to believe in something bigger than themselves. And I'm not here to impose upon you what you should believe, what you shouldn't believe. I have no interest in talking about politics whatsoever. I'm all about the individual. I want to empower you no matter what you believe, whether you have religious beliefs or not at all, wherever you stand on the subject matter. But I believe from a micro context, as an individual, it can be super useful to believe in something as long as there's no evidence to the contrary, if it's empowering, if it's useful. So for example, the belief that I am meant to do something great in this world. Well, is there any real evidence that I am? No. Is there any good evidence against it? Not really. Could you make a counter argument to that? Of course. But how is my life going to unfold if I believe that I'm destined to serve in a great way, to help my friends and family, and to do something really awesome with my life? I'm destined to do that. I just believe that. Well, what's going to happen with my life? What trajectory is my life going to take if I believe life is inherently meaningful and I'm supposed to do something great and help people? Well, most likely, my life is going to take a more positive trajectory than if I were to assume a nihilistic approach. Well, life isn't worth anything. I actually know people who say you can't really help somebody. Helping isn't actually possible because people are going to take the route they're going to take anyway. Either they're like whatever. It's a very deterministic attitude. This idea of you don't have any free will anyway. Life is inherently worthless. And if you actually assume such a nihilistic mindset, I think you're pretty screwed. So, and for example, another one, another belief, a very practical dating belief is if you go, and you never have to go to bars and clubs, for example, and you can theoretically just, let me point this out, find an amazing girlfriend or wife through online dating. Again, apply for a free initial consultation call if you want to help with that. <laughs> but if you go to a bar or club or even just a shopping mall, and you might see, oh, there's no attractive women here. Well, it's a very easy and comfortable belief to adopt in the situation that I've adopted many times in the beginning years of when I started to go out there and socializing and introducing myself 
because it's very easy. Because when there's nobody, then, well, I can justify to myself quite easily that I didn't do an approach. But the counterbelief to that would be there's always an individual worth approaching. But there's always at least one. There's always at least one. Well, and then sometimes you might ending up talking to a homeless person and giving them a little bit of money. <laughs> but at least if you really look for it and you really want it, it's going to happen. Same thing. You're talking to a lady, for example, you're in a bar and an attractive lady is walking by. What do most men do? Well, they just let her walk by. and just, Maybe they give a compliment. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice dress. And just keep walking. They let her walk. And then she doesn't actually stop. Why? Well, was it because of what you said, the energy you said it with? Was it because you're just not attractive enough? Whatever excuse. No, you didn't really want her to stop. You didn't, you didn't truly believe that it would be good for her and for you to stop in that moment. You didn't believe that I can make her stop. You can never make anybody do anything, but you can drastically increase the probability that she'll actually stop and entertain the idea of talking to you if you truly congruently be like, two seconds, hey, hey, just two seconds. Super nice and respectful. And if she's ever uncomfortable, you immediately back off. Respectful and kind. Respectful and kind, but also playful. Because like, hey, excuse me, two seconds. I saw you really love your outfit. Or your eyes, amazing. Posture, fantastic. Except for the shoes. What are those? Okay, and then we can continue on into different attraction building strategies, communication techniques, so you can learn to communicate your personality authentically and effectively. That's what happens. It's not about the opener, but how you're grounded in your own sense of identity and whether you actually want her to stop and whether you actually believe you can make her stop or not is going to have a big impact on the outcome of the situation. So there's micro beliefs for individual situations and then the macro beliefs that you have about yourself. And women this, women that, these beliefs are so crucial because they shape who you currently are. Who you currently are is a result of the decisions you've made in the past, the actions you've taken, and they come from your beliefs. If I believe it's possible for me to find an amazing woman, then I'm much more likely to put myself out there. If I believe that there's no good women left, that everything is screwed anyway, there's so many, like all these statistics about dating apps that men get lost in, that I'm... If you believe that you can't for whatever reason, are you more or less likely to put yourself out there? Fact of the matter is, if you don't put yourself out there, you will get more evidence that it's really not possible. Because when you do put yourself out there and you're not a momentum and you haven't socialized and your communication skills are shit, well, then the interaction obviously isn't going to go well. Then you interpret that situation that didn't go well as evidence that the originally held belief was valid. But it's not true. If I put myself out there and I believe it's absolutely possible, by the way, that's how me and Fernanda met. Right? I simply approached her. I was like, you. And then we talked, and then things developed. I have a video on my YouTube channel where I explain that story in detail. It's absolutely possible. If you believe it, well, then you're going to put yourself out. Obviously, you're going to incur some rejections. But if you work on your approach, you optimize your strategies, you improve the authenticity as well as the, radical, the authenticity and radical honesty, as well as the calibration you say things with, well, then your interactions are going to go better and you realize, oh, wow, you get your first number. I remember the first time I got a number or an Instagram or something. My mind was blown. I remember the first time I kissed a woman on the same night I met her. I must have ignored all of the signals she sent me for 15, 20 minutes until eventually she grabs my face and she says, are you going to kiss me or not? And I basically gave in. I said, okay, you know, and we kissed. And it was crazy because if you grew up a ginger in Western society, you truly don't consider yourself to be the pinnacle of male attractiveness. But that moment was so crucial because it shifted my beliefs about myself. It was a true breakthrough. A breakthrough happens when your beliefs shift. 
at a cognitive as well as at an emotional level. So put yourself out there, take massive action, create new beliefs for yourself, and then find an amazing girlfriend, life partner, or wife who is worth spending time with. And the person you want is probably somebody who's physically attractive, somebody that you have certain values in common that you can have intellectual stimulation with. That person is out there. Believe it. All that your beliefs, take some action, and I see you on the other side. Wish you all the best. Take care.